Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. King Edward, peace broke out between Saxon and Dane. And though it was not for the first time, there was a sense the truce would last. But at what cost? Ambition stalks the Saxon palaces. In time, a king must choose his heir and the bonds of blood may be tested. Brothers may be torn apart, but a throne cannot stay empty. I now stand alone with nothing but my sword. I failed in securing my birthright. I have given up the woman I love. My family are dispersed, perhaps never to be reunited scattered far across the Saxon kingdoms. As a new feud is born, revenge is certain to grow stronger. I have sworn to protect a bastard child, whose path, I fear, is entwined with that of this great land. And though I have refused the service of Saxon kings, it may only be a matter of time before fate draws me back into their plans. Destiny is all. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So grab an ale, sit back and relax, and let's see how England was born. My name is Blake, and I was genuinely surprised by this season. Genuinely. Like, I, I, I'm impressed. I'm happy to hear that. I'm impressed. This was, um, well, I mean, we'll save the details of the conversation, I think, for the rest of the show. But I just want to say that I think I was worried about a new showrunner. And I think I was worried about... Where the story was going to be, where it was going to go, and how it was going to affect us as viewers now that Alfred is gone. Yep. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it took a step back at all. In fact, I think the show might have taken a step forward. So I don't know. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Interesting. Interesting. Gonna throw it out there. See what you think. Okay. You know, I'm not take bunked. I dig you. All right. If 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 the if I'm proven wrong later on <laughs> in life, then I can go back and say that I I I didn't have those words because I'm not take bunkered. I mean, you, you can't really say you didn't have those words, but I could say it's I can I can at least stone. offer a take retraction. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, let's uh, before we get into the show. Actually, I wanted to remind you all that Blake and I are very busy this month of March. We are podcasting about all sorts of things, including Outlander. This is the second podcast we've recorded. In the past three hours. Um, (laughs) This is us, Harry Potter, and later this month, Bridgerton, in addition to this podcast, of course, The Last Kingdom. So if you want to be in the know of what we're doing, when we're doing it, make sure you're following 
Marion Blake, particularly on Facebook and Instagram, where we will be updating our schedules. And if you are a listener who wants to be able to join into our premiere talks, that's when the podcast, including the video element, actually airs live, um, mostly on like our Facebook page. It also goes up on our YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the premieres, we're frequently in the chat. But most importantly, other Last Kingdom fans are in the chat. So if you wanted to enjoy those um, times together, not only can you keep your eyes up for our schedule, but I do recommend you get on the Last Kingdom complimentary texting list. Yes. So if you're in the U.S., you take out your phone. You're just going to text the number 81010. And in the message field, the at symbol, followed by the words Last King. So just all together, no spaces, at Last King. And then you'll be added to our texting list. If you're outside the U.S., you can go to remind.com slash join slash last king remember this podcast is brought to you by our friends at jointhenerdclan.com where people for as little as two dollars a month are able to contribute to this mom and pop podcast programming so thank you so much friends for making this possible all right let's get into the show i solemnly swear that i'm up to no wrong one blake wrong one i you know of course why not just screw it up for the finale you know just okay no problem So here we are. We are in episode four nine and four ten because uh, we decided to bunch them together, and they flow nicely. And we want to hurry up so we can start to watch season five because that came out this week. And in case you haven't watched four nine and four ten for a little while, I wanted to give you a quick synopsis. So in this one, Brita and um, Knut Weasley's cousin, hot cousin, Stick Trigger, Sig Trigger, Sig Trigger, Sig Trigger. Um, have joined forces. They obviously like head on over into Winchester and take it all over. Uh, thanks to the ass licker Eardwolf. Okay. And Heston does the unthinkable and catches Utrid of Bebenberg or Cookham or whatever. And they take all their stuff and it's great for them. But then in 410, you know, Utrid and his friends get free because Heston doesn't actually kill Utrid. It does the worst job. And Edward is mad that Winchester's taken over. So he tries to attack it. Sucks. Ethelflaed comes to help. And uh, that doesn't work either. So then Uhtred says, take me instead. Like Just Bell. like that. Just like Bell in Beauty and the Beast. And You're that's welcome. it. And then the ending is the ending that everyone knows about. Okay. I'm just making well, sure. Well, we're going to talk about everything else. Okay. All right. Sorry. Fair enough. Fair yes. enough. <laughs> just... You didn't really recap the rest of the... Okay. Well, I thought that that's like the part that we're going to talk about the most. Uh, okay. No, Sorry. no problem. No and problem. Citricker ends up with Stiora. Everyone lives happily ever after. And Ethelstan, future king of England, is now Uhtred's Padawan. <laughs> okay. Sounds... Oh, and the queen is wicked sick because father-in-law <laughs> Phil poisoned her. Oh, Phil. Okay. Did Phil. I do a better job? Now that is better. See, because all of these things are important things. And that... Okay. There you go. But that's but... the point of the mini plot recap. Okay. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Now you're caught up. Oh, man. You're welcome. Okay. All right. All so right. let's do 409 first. Well, cause... we got we got, some, I, we got stuff here that we got to go. the boring stuff. Okay. The, the boring stuff. This, right. this is important stuff here. All right. So the uh, obviously the episodes were episodes 9 and 10. The director was Ed Bazalgette, who I think actually really does have a great hold on what the Last Kingdom is trying to um, trying to produce. And he's being rewarded for that because not only did he uh, direct episodes 309 and 310, but he also did 401, 402, 409, and 410. And he's doing much of season 5 as well as the film the uh, I'm like very confused. When is this film thing happening? After season five, it's it's shooting right now. Okay, okay. And the writer was Martha Hillier, who is the showrunner of The Last Kingdom from for seasons four and five, and she is writing the uh, feature film as well. She has written four hundred one, four hundred six, four hundred five, four hundred two, four hundred nine, four hundred ten, and uh, she is also writing the premiere. Uh, for so she has writer's cramp. Uh, all the writers. So she needs surgery. Yeah. That there's so much writer's cramp right now that might as well just have surgery. All right, Marvin, what do you got for your Shields rating? My Shields rating for this, these two episodes is a four point, um, 
I'm feeling like a 4.9. Okay. Yeah, good. I yeah, like it. Me too. All right. Yeah, I'm giving it a 4.8. And here's the reason why. And this is why I was impressed by this season. Each season from one to three felt very stitched. And that's, I think, the the reason why that is because the seasons covered two books per season. And it felt like, okay, we have two books. How do we create one season out of two books? Mm -hmm. So you would have big time jumps in the middle or the characters would change or a big battle would happen and then new characters are introduced and like it felt stitched. Mm -hmm. This season felt like one season. Agreed. And it felt like there was one through line. There was one purpose. Mm -hmm. And achieving that while making your show bigger Mm -hmm. in terms of its uh, real estate, but also smaller in terms of its stakes uh, until the end, of course, that is a remarkable feat. And I I am going – I am going to go full Chernobyl take here. Martha Hillier, better than Stephen Bouchard. Wow. Yep. Better. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. Amazing. All, All right. right. So, um, What do you got for your GBG? Well, before we get into our GBGs, we want to remind you that our GBGs are brought to you by Minute with Mary. <laughs> so in addition to podcasting and taking care of our kids and taking care of our house and Blake, I also love to help people when it comes to their skincare and their makeup. It may not look like it right now if you're watching the, the video. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm sick. But I do. I love to help people. So if you are on Facebook, I would love for you to search the hashtag Minute with Mary and join my VIP group. I sure a lot of tips in there. Um, you can send me a message if you have any questions. And we also do have a discount on my best selling mascara. Um, we give listeners of our podcasts 15% off some of my favorite items. And right now it is my 40 mascara. So you can go to minutewithmary.com slash discount to grab that or just search the hashtag minute with Mary. All right. So my GBGs. My good. Ethelfled is queen. And she is properly celebrated with all the flowers. Oh, yes. All the headdresses. Honestly, this is what I thought she would look like when on her wedding day. Mm-hmm. I was expecting the pomp and circumstance that I didn't necessarily get, but I got it now. Mm-hmm. And yep. I love it. And I'm so happy she's queen because I really do feel like we need some some female leaders. So, yes. Yes, yes, yes. My bad. Brita saying she wants to chop off Stiora's head and send it to Uhtred. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that to me, is... Not great, Bob. So let's just be honest. Brita might have some, like, perinatal postpartum depression going on. <laughs> and once again, would have benefited from, like, having a friend, a sister, a mother to talk to right now. Because I am shocked that a pregnant mother would talk about cutting off a child's head. Now, granted, Stiora's, like... a what, a teen, preteen, mid-teen? Hold I don't on one know. sec. What? I'm fixing okay. that for you because you got to speak into the I know. Well, there I'm we trying go. to because it's breaking. I know. Um, you know, and yes, she's mad because Uchin made her a slave. She wasn't a slave for that long, first off. How long was she a slave for? A few weeks. Okay. I mean, yes, that sucks. But is She it really? was drinking pee. Oh, yeah. But still, do you kill a kid? Utra did it to save your life? Yeah, but she didn't want to live. Do you do it? Do you still kill a kid? Why not just say like, "I'm going to kill Uhtred"? I will tell him I will kill your daughter. Because or you. she knows that will get Uhtred's attention. Yeah, but why not just say, "I need to kill you or your"? I I don't know. I just didn't like that she's like cut off her head. No, no, no. I I get it. I, I just, I, yeah. To me, it's pretty aggressive. That's like the most aggressive I've seen Brita, and I've allowed Brita to do a lot. But yeah. this is where I draw the line. In case you don't know, I'm very protective of the children of this show. <laughs> and now that they actually matter, I can't have any of them killed. No, no. And my great, you're going to die when this happens. Okay. My cockroach continues to live. Oh, yes. Bam. Heston. Chicken eating Heston with his chicken Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You know, he's not the... <laughs> He's not the brightest bulb in the bunch. Obviously didn't have like the grand uh, I killed Uhtred moment that he really wanted, but he still lives. And I love how he's able to give insight like, yeah, Edward can have more kids. He can't have another Uhtred. Like, like he is sneaky, sneaky, 
smart. Very, very sneaky. And then even at the end, he's like, come on, Edith. I'm going to go get some more chicken. I'm not staying here. <laughs> but I just, he continues. Do you know what? Well done. What? I'm with you on this. Finally. You know what? No. Like, I, I, again, I think the writers have made it a game. I think the writers have said, how many ways can we put Heston in danger and still have him survive? But but they show you why he does survive. I know, and it's great. Yep. And I'm kind of rooting for it now. Like, when he dies, I will legitimately be like, oh, yeah. he finally died. Like, I mean, to me, I think he's going to have to be killed by another Dane. Because I think he's keeping his eye out for Saxons and, and even Uhtred. But, yeah. like, I think he's going to have to be killed by a Dane. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you might be right on that one. Um, and maybe he'll be killed by Brita because I feel like that would be very impactful. I would love that. Yeah. Um, and you think about where the guy started. That guy was strung up by freaking Roger from Outlander. Yeah. And Uhtred saved him. And Uhtred saved him. That guy was going to be D-E-D dead. And somehow he gets out of it. He's like Toucan Sandy. He follows his nose to, yeah. the, to the latest chicken place. <laughs> And when they run out of chicken because they're about to go to war, yeah, you know, like stit triggers, like they were running out of food. That's yeah. one of the big things. Yes, he's upset because Edward and Ethelflaed are coming, but also they're out of chicken. Why stay? <laughs> There's no point. There's plenty of chicken elsewhere. <laughs> All right, my good is a tie, uh, of course. And the of first course. one, the of- first one goes to Stiora. Oh my God, Stiora. Oh, is so very much Gisela. And when she says, um, like when, when Sigtrigger's talking about the Danes and the Saxons, she says, Mm -hmm. and that's a game for old men. Like the people have been living in harmony for a while now. Mm -hmm. It's the Kings and all, all I could think of was Kylo Ren. It's time to let old things die. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I was just like, yes, 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 yes. So much yes. And when she says, if my father wanted to kill all the Danes, why did he marry a Dane? And why am I even here? Yep. I love what she believes, what she is, what she stands mm-hmm. for, how she stands up for herself, mm-hmm. and how she basically put Sig Trigger's brain in a pretzel, where he was like, oh, Holy smokes. Like she showed him a new world, like a shining, shimmering splendid. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I, I am just genuinely happy Mm -hmm. about that. My other good is Uhtred. Um, the, the visual of him just with his sword alone being like, okay, I'm going to take care of this. Uh, when the King has to choose between his two kids and Uhtred's like, yep, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he just walks up and just walks up to the, to the gates and says, all right, I'm here. Yes. Take me. What are Take you going to do? Me instead. Yeah. And Heston obviously has the insight that he does. Mm-hmm. And, but just that heroism, um, we have been so, and, and me, I, I fall and pray to this. Like, I love the antihero. I love someone who, it, Walter White, right? Walter White is the antihero, the perfect antihero. But like, there's something so romantic and beautiful and pleasing about someone who's just good someone who just wants to do the right thing and just puts on his big boy shoes takes those big brass balls puts them in a wheelbarrow and and puts them in front of him and just carries the wheelbarrow into into winchester and says i'm here uh that that visual aspect the internal aspect the writing of it was just great i thought that was i thought that was very good the bad oh Heston. He's my great. And yeah. you just said I agree. Yeah, but it's one thing that he does. Oh. One thing that he does. And th- this is the one detractor. I think I know why he did it, but yeah. This is the one detractor of Martha Hillier's writing that I do not like. Mm-hmm. It was lazy. And that was, hey, why don't you, I'm going to string up Uhtred. Yeah. And then I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. I'm just going to, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You two, you two jabronis, you figure it out, and I'm just going to go for a walk. It is so very Bond villain. It is so very lazy writing. Agreed. 
what should have happened was Heston strung him up and gave him a little cut on his neck or, or something just, so that he just bleeds yeah, out. Yeah, like, or like just behead them. Just like, yeah, take cut away their, their heads off. Yes. So it doesn't fully make sense. And, you know, we know that it's not like Heston's afraid of blood. Um, I wonder... I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Um, You're a wizard, Harry. I wonder if he didn't want to be like, even though he says, and I get to say I killed Uhtred. I wonder if it's more like I will leave it into the fate of the gods. Is Uhtred supposed to be dead? Am I to be the one? Because Uhtred did save his life. Yeah, but so I wonder if there's some like weird pagan thing that I'm going to make an excuse for Heston for because I agree. Heston had more men. Obviously, they were able to disarm and tie Uhtred and all of his men up. Mm -hmm. So they could have simply tied them all up and beheaded them. Or like you said, while they're hanging upside down, like slit their necks, cut their heads off then while they're hanging. Like do whatever you want. But wouldn't you want the prize of Uhtred Ragnason's head? Right. Like So it was very lazy. It wasn't. Yeah, I was waiting for that kind of a conversation and maybe it happens in season five. Maybe something happens where Utra does see Heston. He says, why didn't you kill me? And we get an explanation of you saved me and I decided it would be in the God's fate. You know, like that I'll be cool with because that's the only thing that I can be thinking about is that Heston chose that way for some extra reason. You know what, Mary? What? Bam! You need to say it. Heston's my boy. And here's the thing. You're right. The only acceptable excuse is that Heston had him dead to freaking rights. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and even then I'd be, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of this. I I am reticent, Mm -hmm. if you will, to accept this as an answer, Mm -hmm. but maybe there was this one little inkling of him being like, yeah, you saved me Mm -hmm. and I owe you a debt. For saving me. Yeah. And you could have killed me a couple of times mm-hmm. now, but you didn't. So I owe you a debt and yeah. it was up to the God. I would. Oh, <laughs> now you're testing me, Mary. Now you're testing me. Because if, if, if that, if that's what happens, I find that much more artful. Yeah. Like the, the purpose of what, of what happened other mm-hmm. than like not being bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Like, because think about it. He's not fighting at all this season. We've seen him fight before. But this season, we haven't seen him fight. He just wants women in silver. And I I can't blame him. And I kind (laughs) of think that because Heston's played both sides of the coin, Mm -hmm. he's realizing that that's valuable. What do you mean? What's valuable? Because he's not killing anyone right now. He can jump sides. He can be a spy. He sure. can sit down at the table of Alfred and eat his chicken and tell sure. secrets. He can then go to Tricker and say all this stuff. Like, I think he's actually not being violent on purpose. Hmm, interesting. All right. Uh, my great is a tie. Uh, when Aylesworth says, my husband saw something in Uhtred none of us understood. And Father Pure, like, from the clouds... From the top rope with the Mm -hmm. people's elbow comes in and says, lady, we all understood it. I think it was just you that didn't. Oh. Yes. Okay. Aylesworth has been getting on my good side, but Father Pureleg on the top rope, given given the symbol for the people's elbow. Oh, that was great. You know, when when Father Bianca would have a little bit of ease- he, yeah. might, he might do like, well, why do you think? And how did Alfred feel? Father, Father Pierleg has no Fs. No bones. He just, his Fs account like, is overdraft. I have had to walk all around this dang country without MapQuest. <laughs> and I was just, I was, wasn't this post hung by a tree? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. He has zero Fs to give. You know, he just saw his life literally flash, flash before his eyes. <laughs> He's going to tell it the way it is. He's going to act like your 98-year-old grandmother. Yeah, oh, yeah. Who's had who's one too like, many champagnes at Thanksgiving. Who honestly is like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to die soon. So all y'all got to listen to my honesty. Oh, man. All right. And my other great um, is the fact that this season, again, is one that was well plotted and the shape of it was was good um, at the beginning of the season. 
relationships that started at the beginning of this season paid off at the end of the season. Uh, they came back. Um, the stakes were small. And the way Uhtred begins the season is I've got my family. I've got Bevenberg and I'm on my own. And that ends with no family, no Bevenberg. And he is once again in the clutches of and a no Saxon love. king. No love. And no love. And now he's in charge of taking care of Ethelstan. Like, I mean, I think he's actually pretty pumped about Ethelstan. I'm sure he's pumped about it a little bit, but like, the fact of the matter is, I can hear the Mulan soundtrack. Let's get down to business <laughs> to <laughs> defeat the Danes, and then I'll make a man out of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I the fact the fact though that is that journey mm-hmm. again, and this is what we're watching this television for show for is change. Mm-hmm. How are these people changing? And not only. Did the show change Uhtred, uh, I think, for the better in, in his journey, but also it provided us a different avenue for the Danes. Like yeah. Sigtrager comes in and subverts all yes. of our expectations. Yes. Like how smart is that as a writing tool? The only issue that I have is that Aladdin doesn't show back up somehow. Agreed. They introduced Aladdin at the beginning of the season, which is great. They should have had it, you know, in like the voiceover ending. And it's like he's showing like, and I, you know, I said goodbye to my love and this, that, and the other thing. And now he's yeah. with Ethelstan. He sh- they should have, did they show Bebenberg in a little flash and like, am my home's taken over by they, my cousin Aladdin? Yeah, I, I don't think that they did. But that would have been, been, been good. Had that they just had that good. Bit, yeah. I, I think so. Uh, you know, maybe they're giving him the elf witch treatment, which is like Uncle Scar, like- Okay, we introduced him at the beginning of the season, and he's still around. Okay, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Uncle Scar was the thing, and then he just went away mm-hmm. uh, until he was needed again. And, like, I think it's fair because, like, Uhtred's not, like, Bevenberg, yes, is his goal, but it's so still f- so far off right now that, like, okay, why are we going back to Aladdin if we don't have to, right? Because we know that it's still there. Yeah. So... I see the argument for it, and I see the argument against it. I still would have liked to have seen some reference to Aladdin to, like, you know, round it all out. But I I was just – I was so thoroughly impressed by how this season felt to me. Mm -hmm. And not only that, like, if you recall, this season started off for me as, like, four threes, four fours. I don't recall, so thanks for reminding me. Well, for those of you who are listening and you nerds that do remember, it started off kind of, like, relatively, like, eh, to me. Okay. But it ended up being very emotional and very um, impactful and so well plotted and so well structured mm-hmm. that I, the intent was was just perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to dominate the conversation you here. Can but like, one, you can go because I want to hear. I, I get why people really love this show after yeah. season four. Yeah. I get it. Um, it will never be Game of Thrones the big battle scenes will never be Game of Thrones battle mm-hmm. scenes, but I don't want them to be. I don't need them to be. Because Game of Thrones was a whole thing unto itself, right? Yes. Like, and that was its own beast. Yes. No show, except for maybe the Lord of the Rings show that's coming on Amazon relatively I'm soon. So excited. Oh, I, I cannot wait. Wait, relatively to... soon? Like, how soon? I've got a lot of shows to podcast it's not, about it's, right not, now. it's not March. I'll oh. tell you that. Thank oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> because we are going to be podcasting about I that will show. honestly need to create a clone of myself. I know. I know. And you know what we're going to have to do, too? We're going to have to do uh, a rewatch of The Lord of the Rings. Oh, that I can do. And, and The Hobbit. That I can do. Okay, all right, good. All I can't right. watch like four seasons of a show. Oh, no, 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 no. But we are podcasting about the new Lord of the Rings show. Okay, anyway. Um, I get why people love this show. It's like the mix of Outlander and Game of Thrones. Yes. If, if Outlander of Game of Thrones had a baby... And we're Vikings. And we're Vikings. It mm. would be Ooh, The Last Kingdom. Did a fire sauce There's no Jamie Claire. <sighs> so I don't know. Well, that's why I'm saying if they had a baby. Because there, there is something like that with if Ethel they have, Fled. Like, a stepchild. And I, 
I'm also seeing some Edith and Finn in action here. No, they, no, they do not even. No, they're not even worthy. I love them. I want them to. Mm. But <laughs> and you want to see it? Oh, when he picked her up, I was like, <laughs> um, but no, I wouldn't say that. She so wouldn't say what? Baby of Game of Thrones, Outlander. Really? No. So then, well, how would you categorize the show now that you've seen all four seasons? Mm-hmm. Where would you put it? In Game of Thrones land. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's. I'm not saying Outlander fans can't like it. I'm saying that the way it makes me feel and the, the things that I learned from it and the questions, you know, like it's to me, it's more Game of Thrones. Okay. Fair enough. So what, what stands out to you in these two episodes? Where do you want to begin? What, what, what is your yeah, taste of the day? If I you need will. to, I need to dive into Citric. Okay, let's do it. You know, we were just calling him the hot Weasley cousin. <laughs> That's what Stiora said. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were saying he's not even worthy of us trying to learn his name because if you just watch the show and you've never Googled that guy's name, check out the spelling. It's weird. It is. Citric is weird. It is. Um, but yeah, we were joking. Nope, he's just Canute's hot cousin until he's worthy of not being blood hair, of not being every other Dane we've dealt with. And blood he, he, mouth guy. And here's and, the thing. You're right. He's not worthy of being them because he's way better. Yes, that's why I want us to talk about him. Yeah. Like Heston and he have differentiated themselves from the rest of the Dane conquerors and Brita, but like from rest of the male Dane conquerors. Yes. And they are worth our time talking about right now. And I feel like we've covered Heston. Sure. Okay. I think that yeah, there's going to be it. something. I think that either Uhtred's now going to, you know, they're going to, it's something. It's something. Yep. I think that they've got a little weird truce thing and it's weird. So we're going to figure it out. But let's talk Citrigger. I love the fact, like I, when this happened, I just, again, there are these moments in the last kingdom mm-hmm. when they happen. I, I stand up yes. and I say, oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. And that was when Sig Trigger was talking with Uhtred in the hall. And Uhtred says to him, why do you want war? Like, what are you doing? I mean, and Sig Trigger says, what war? Yep. What, do you see anybody fighting right now? Yep. Do you see any of this? I mean, like, yeah, you're out there, mm-hmm. I, but I haven't done... Edward is the one that came in and, and tried to take over the walls. Like, I haven't done anything. I just well, walked in here. I mean, no, you killed everyone to get in there. No, they didn't. They just walked in. I mean, they killed a couple of people. Yeah. Like, they killed the... What was left. No, I mean, they, they, they took out some of the guards. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, there was no one that, like, that, that just... There was no all-out war. Well, then they killed everyone trying to get in. Well, yeah, but again, that was Edward trying to get in. Like, if it was up to Citrus, that wouldn't have happened. It's his home. So I guess my point is this. I just love the fact that Sig Trigger came in knowing that he needed a reason to do what he needed to do for his men. And what he kept from Brita... And and this is a conversation I want to have too. Mm-hmm. This is which why is, I'm saying it's all about Sid Tricker right now. Which is he did he know his plan straight up, or did he talk to Stiora and that changed plan? his plan? So the let's plan first... is, the plan is well elevator pitch plan me. You're Sid Tricker. I'm going to fight for peace, so I don't have to fight. So we don't have to keep going. I just want to live, and I'll do what it takes to live. And be peaceful. I so, think that's true. And I think it is true. I don't think like Brita is blood hungry. Brita is let's dig up the dead. Brita has just... turned. Oh yeah, Brita has turned into the big bad. Okay, so she's cray cray. Oof. Oof. And shivers up your spine. Evil. I think Sidtricka just wants his own land and wants some. You know, wants a home. They need a home. Yes. And it's so funny because there's like modern day things like this, you know, there's people in countries that want their own homes and they don't have their own home. So it's just weird. It's weird to see things like this in a show and then to think about like Palestine, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're looking, you know, at Putin right now and you're looking at it being like, okay, is he just like one of those crazy Danes? Like, I just want to be killing everybody. Like, we don't, you know what I mean? It's just, there's been differences in leaders. It's not just always, I want to kill all of the foes. I want to kill all the people who are different than me. There are sometimes people who want their own place, but they're different. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, we're even thinking like Scotland and England, you know, in those kind of senses, yeah. it's like when you have people who are so different, who can't live together and they need their own lands. And then you get Stiora saying, why can't we all live together? Right. And that's why that's I wonder, Uhtred, like, yeah. did did that conversation inform Sig Trigger's thought process? Mm. And like, I don't know, because when Edward shows up and starts ramming the gates and doing what he's doing... Like Sig Trigger is sitting there on top of the gates being yes. like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. They're going to hold. Yes. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And like, he's not, you're not, he's not, he's not freaking out. Not freaking out. He's not rushing. He's it's going to be all right. All right. Yeah. Like take him out. It's Where fine. Where did he get his calm training? Like what's in Ireland that aside from Guinness <laughs> that chilled him out and prepared him to have such a calm scope because it's been such a refreshing, it's almost Uhtred like. Definitely. And that, and Barry, you just, you hit the nail on the head with that statement. I mean, that's why he and Stiora are going <laughs> to get happily um, married. The fact is that if there is some kind of confrontation with Sig Trigger coming up, it's going to be awkward. very awkward between he and Uhtred and all the things, right? Because Edward, Edward is hit. Oh, his character this season has been reactionary, reactionary, putting out fires, but he's also been right in so many instances. Like the people around him mm-hmm. aren't doing what he said, what he wants them to do. They're just doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. So the writing for him has been an interesting uh, journey because mm-hmm. He has been thoughtful. He has been put in situations that are tough, but has come out with reasonable expectations and reasonable answers. Uh, he has tried to stay the course of his father. And then when he is finally, when he finally sees the light, when he has this moment with Uhtred in the, in the jail cell, you're like, oh, this is the first time he's not being totally reactionary. And then he he falls into this trap of wanting to burn the city down and storming the gates when he shouldn't be storming the gates and he's not listening to Uhtred and I love all these one-on-ones that Uhtred's had. Think about like the one-on-one in the library with Alfred and then the one-on-one with Edward in the jail cell. You know, like Yeah. So I guess I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is Edward is petulant enough where he is talking to Uhtred later on and saying, there are ways to take kingdoms without fighting. You've seen it here with Sigtrigger in Winchester, which means he ain't going to give up on Sigtrigger and the fact that Sigtrigger is an Everwitch. That is a 0.0 chance of happening. And that will eventually spark some kind of conflict between the two. Mm. And that is going to be problematic for Uhtred because at that point, what does he do? Sig Trigger was the one who listened to him. Sig Trigger has his daughter. Edward is the king of, you know, what is soon to be England. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a major issue for everyone to be in. I concur. I don't know. I just, I, I loved how Sig Trigger was able to understand that Uhtred was smart enough to talk to. That Uhtred understood that... Sig Trigger was smart enough to talk to mm-hmm. and they could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I also love how Sig Trigger kind of upends Uhtred's thoughts because Uhtred was the one saying at all times, hey, Danes hate, Danes do not want sieges. They can't stand it. And Sig Trigger was like, yeah, we'll just stay here. We'll yeah. stay here until whatever. Like, you want to throw some fire on our, our roofs? Okay, no problem. Like, we'll just throw some water and clay on the on the straw. And Easy like, button. Well, We'll be all right. It's going to be good. Edward just built all these nice walls. Yeah. I don't know. I was just really impressed. I know. I I can't believe. Like, 
Mm. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm really, really excited. And, you know, once again, Heston has a good relationship with him. He gave him pretty sound advice this yes. entire time. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting dynamic, particularly seeing what kind of romance blossoms between Stiora and Sid Tricker um, and how that affects Uhtred in regards to Ethel Fled and Edward and what their expectations are. You know, he just continues to be an owl. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> so between him and Father Pureleg, they're going to have a lot oh. of messages to be sending back and forth. All right, Mary, talk to me about the decision Edward and Ethelfled made of offering Stiora to Sigtrigger the way that they did without at least having a conversation. You're dead to me. Oh, man. You're dead to me, Ethelfled. That was some pretty brutal stuff there. Yep. I mean, it's it's obviously not easy because Ethelfled just came back with her men from taking Efrowich uh-huh. and like all those people died and there was a big battle and everything that's off screen of course and now she has to give it up to this jabroni like that like that's gotta be hard That that's you that's know. a hard situation especially as a new queen uh, by the way queen yes. of Mercia The fact that she's new, okay, but the fact that the people of Mercy have put their trust into a woman, Mm -hmm. and now she has to give up the thing that she just conquered, ooh, that's that's an ugly... I don't want to be her right now. I don't want to be her. And maybe, I don't know, I mean, like, when you consider those circumstances, do you blame her for giving up up Steora? No, I still blame her. You're a mother. You didn't want your daughter given up. True. I'm taking these children to heart, okay? You mess with a child, you're dead to me. Uh, Rita, you know, that's a great point. That's Ethel a great Fled, point, Mary. you're dead to me. Great point that Ethel Fled was so... <sighs> determined to make sure that Elfwyn was taken care of mm-hmm. and that she had a say in Elfwyn's fate. Mm-hmm. And yet here she is. Oh, yeah, you want Stiora? That's Okay. You can take her. No brainer. Yeah. All set. Oh. All set. Nope. Dead to me. And I and I know that Stiora just like was I think she was kind of happy that she was gonna go do her thing. Yeah. And in the argument that she makes, and I know we've said this a thousand times, and I will say it on my I will die on this hill. Stiora is so much Gisela, and the way that she just talks to Utrid mm-hmm. after you know, he sees her and she says to him, I just want to be like my mom. Yeah. I just want to go out and do the things and I could go to cook them with you, but like, I want to go be with my people. Oh my gosh, I feel like this is the kind of conversation that every child has with their parent when they're ready to move out oh. or, you know, move across the country or take a job. You know, it's like, I got to spread my wings. Oh, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And like, but. And more to that point, it's just like, I want to be among my people. Like, I want to see what my my mother did. I want to drink the drinks and and eat the food and smell the smells and make the mistakes. Mm -hmm. And and Uhtred is in a tough position because what she really says to him is, like, I'm your daughter, but I'm not your family. Your men are your family. Yeah, because Uhtred's always on the road. It's not like Uhtred's yes. in Bebenberg and has a home and has a thing. Like, he's always on the go. Always, you know, being called back and forth. Sleeping on the ground. It's honestly not the right place for a growing young woman. And if she wants to be with Hot Weasley in a home, <laughs> Hot Weasley, I forgot that. <laughs> then, by God. And if she's going to choose a, J- a Dane to be with... Oh my gosh, for someone to pop her cherry? Well oh, yeah. Done. Like, okay. He's like the Zach Morris of Danes. <laughs> Where's his cell phone? Yeah. Where's the big block phone? And he's smart. And he's he not just smart. Hot, hot, but he's smart. And he's he is very much Uhtred, and but he's also very much Dane, and I think that this and he's this marriage, okay, not literally, but the marriage of characters here is an important one for the way that England moves forward. Agreed. Right. And 
it's so important because this season has kept such a a strong fix on England overall, mm-hmm. which again is weird because it's so much bigger, but so much smaller at the same. I know I keep saying it, but it's just it's a it's a real interesting mix of structure and narrative that they've created here. Mm-hmm. Um, Brita has become the big bad. Correct. And I do wonder if like, I, I wonder if she is taking the role of Alfred at this point, like meaning the person that can always tell Uhtred no. And, but where Alfred was willing to like compromise and do the thing, Brita is just straight up like I want like I want to watch the world burn right now. Like I'm going to raise this kid to kill you and hate you and hate all Saxons. Fun question. What? Will Brita have a son or daughter? Cuz she's been referring to it as I hope she has a, a daughter. I hope so too. I hope I hope she does. I hope she teach her all of her pagan little witchy ways cuz I need <laughs> that right now. Um what did you think about Edward and his Sophie's choice moment? I don't know what that means. Meaning where you have to choose between kids. Oh, once again, he can't choose, but they're willing to give Stiora. You're dead to me, Edward. I'm happy. I'm happy he couldn't choose. Yeah. He, but you're dead to me. You know, it's hard because like, if I had to choose behind, between my kids, like, would I react the same way? Probably. Yes. But I'm also not king of England. So don't well, you feel like he, you should have a little bit more composure and a little bit a bit better of a Edward is composure is not one of his strengths like if he had one of those uh you know tests the Gallup poll tests to find Mm -hmm. out his strengths it would not be composure (sighs) let's talk about Aylesworth and Phil um and uh the 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 other queen the blonde queen that just needs to shut up and she's like I'm super hungry Aylesworth's like shut up Get out of here with y'all hungry. You are such a summer-born kid. You should have seen me in the marshes. Yeah. We were frigging drinking our pee. Yeah. You know, and and eating mud. Oh, my God. I'm (laughs) I'm interested to see how this all goes. Because, of course, you know, father-in-law Phil was just sent there because Edward was mad at him. Um, now the wife knows that Edward's been chilling with his firstborn son. So she's going to be pissed when he comes home. Mm -hmm. So I'm... I... I would love to be a fly on the wall for this first family dinner. Plus his mom's dying because of poison. Like I am here for this family dinner. Invisible, but I'm here for it. Mm. Oh, it's, it's like Jersey Shore. <laughs> but not. But Wessex Shore. But Wessex Shore. Yeah. Yes. I, I agree with that one. Uh, you know, let, real quick, uh, Asleka getting killed at the end of the season. Uh, we... I mean, uh, well, in episode nine, mm-hmm. when he just gets the sword put through him and, and mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, I'm here for that. Uh, I'm here for that, too. Uh, I know we Goodbye. both said Aslika and Edith were not going to be big things in this season, but, but obviously they were. But then we retracted that. We, yeah. we had to take retraction. Yeah. Um, did, was Aslika a thing because, like, his death a thing because Sig Trigger just wanted to make a show or was it because he put his hands on, uh, he put his hands on, on uh, Stiora? It's because he put his hands on Stiora. And I don't need you anymore. That's true. And I know that you're a double crosser. Like, I want you out. You're going to double cross me someday. Once a cheetah, always a cheetah. Good point. Good point. I would have done the same thing. Why did Sig Trigger... Like, if Sig Trigger was such a a well-thought-out, well-planned leader, Mm -hmm. why did he need Brita? Because she was a mighty warrior. And I think that... He wanted to have her her knowledge of Wessex and Winchester. You know, they're from Ireland. Like all they don't know this land. Good they point. don't know the people. They don't know how their minds work. So knowing that you have one of the greatest warriors who knows this place inside and out. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think there's something to be said for the fact that she was born Saxon. And if he does lean towards this, maybe one day we all can live in this wonderful utopia together. I think that that'd be a pretty cool thing to explore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I think he thought she might be what Stiora actually was. Yeah. I will show you. There are ways. Enough. Explain it. And then when he found out that Stiora wasn't crazy, 
<laughs> Good point. I'm like, Brita. Brita's just banana land right Take now. Take up the dead. Do this. Do that. Oh, man. Give me some chicken. She... <laughs> <laughs> She is, like I said, banana land right now. Oh. The actress must have so much fun playing her. Oh, I know. Um, by the way, last thing I want to say, we got another call of Arsling, which I was very happy Me about. Too. And we got three shield wall calls. We, yes. All season, we did not get a shield wall at all. And we got three of them. I love when people just shield wall each other. Like, oh, God, you too. Okay, our team too. <laughs> shield wall. <laughs> um, all right, we, have some, we do have some questions at the end of this season, which uh, is interesting. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, are, are the things, well, you know what? No, never mind. We'll, we'll just wait till we get it. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait for that. Um, we have a Destined to Be Theory of the Week. Are you ready for that? Yes. All right, let's do that. If I can find my I can't. So, I can't find my 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 uh my my sound for it. It'll be fine. I have a destiny to be theory of the week, do you? No. Okay, I do. There is 0.0 chance that Aleswith dies. Okay, I'm here for that. That's None. easy. That's not like a big one, but okay. I mean, it's not I mean, it's a that's a big call because the way the way that she Talks. I mean, the way that they no, show she her. She has the, to at least like say, "Uncle Phil gave me some juice after I told him how to make poison." Yeah. Which I love. I love the fact that that was planted there like that. Mm. Oh, that that's so cool. That is cool. That is so cool. All right. Uh, anything else for this uh, episode, my love? No, I'm ready for five. I'm ready for five, too. I'm ready yeah. to, d- to dive right in. All right, let's close this bad boy out. Thank you all so incredibly much for tuning in. Now, if you are listening in real time, we do know that this is uh, <laughs> that The Last Kingdom <laughs> Season 5 did just launch this week. Um, so we are going to be starting that. But as a reminder, this month of March is super busy. And that being said, Blake is actually traveling this week. Yes. So um, as much as I want to say when we're going to be having, you know, the upcoming episodes where we will be doing one episode per week week no 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 one episode per show like we're not going to be joining them together um i don't think it's going to be per week but we don't know so the best thing that you can do is honestly stay tuned to our mary and blake social media channels and to be in the last kingdom texting service so once again this is for people who are listening in real time we've got a lot on our plate right now and blake's actually going to be out of state for a good chunk of next week yes so we are going to do as best as we can um but this goes for all of our podcasts. We're just going to like see where the, <laughs> see where everything lands <laughs> on the midst of this. So thank you for your patience and thanks, of course, for listening. And we are very excited for season five, but it will not be pumped out all within this week. No, absolutely so, not even, not even close. No, no, don't even. <laughs> that should that that's on Banana Land with with yes, Brita right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So for now, ladies and gents, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.